Let's start again. The curtain has been torn, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Nuno returns to Molyneux, and Steve Bruce has been taking your calls. It's Friday, 20th of August. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidushi Hunteraja. I do get that Friday feeling when a Lukey and a Vichy come my way. I can't wait for Steve Bruce to turn up. <laughs> taking, our, taking our calls. You didn't no, mean me and Vish, no? He has been. He's not going to. Can we, so me and Vish can't call Steve Bruce now and he won't take our call? Unless you've got his number, Vish. No, he does seem like one of those kind of old-timey people who used to work the switchboards. Do you think oh, yeah. he's kind of dialing in the calls himself? Yeah, I think you're probably right. And I also think that he's, he's got a reputation as being a lovely, lovely fella. So I'm sure if you called him, he might even answer it, even if he didn't recognise the number. Yeah, yeah. And he'll in let, case he could be of any help. Yeah, yeah. Like and, and he'll let you know if he's like in a towel. <laughs> yeah. I'll just cut out the shower. <laughs> Stay there, Stevie. Uh, well, more on Steve Bruce later. There's been some Europa Conference League action. Gentlemen, Spurs became the first English club to lose in the Europa Conference League. It's a half stat, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you've chosen to read it that way. <laughs> they lost 1-0 um, against Pacos de Ferreira in their qualifier last night. Nuno was annoyed that Spurs have lost a bit of their feel-good factor that they'd gained after beating Manchester City. Can I just say, the feel-good factor, I believe, was instantly lost as soon as they came in from the uh, pitch into their dressing room mm -hmm. after beating Man City and looked at the calendar and realised they had to do this game. <laughs> <laughs> Win, lose or draw, yeah. the feel-good factor's gone straight away. That yeah. is the equivalent of having... Two weeks off for Christmas, yeah, and now you got to go back to work. Yeah. There was an, an element of that the, the you know Europa Conference League was always going to be a nuisance, and it was always going to be in this I suppose qualifying stage that it was a nuisance. And to be fair, full respect to Spurs and the players that turned out there because they made it seem like a nuisance on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, well. absolutely. I, it took me to witness with my own eyes the referee blow the starting whistle to go. Oh, they are doing this, are they? Yeah. <laughs> they actually are actually doing it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, it was a bit of a second string side, it's fair to say. New signings, Christian Romero and Brian Hill did feature. But it was one of those ones where it looked a bit like, you know, those sort of next-gen fixtures or, yeah. or when you're youngsters and you think, oh, I don't really know. Marcus, it is quite simply, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it is quite simply a tournament featuring clubs that don't exist and players that also don't exist. So, you know, we can talk about, you know, Pierluigi Gallini wearing a baseball cap. Great to see. Fine with that. Obviously a player of some uh, reputation. Brian Hill, interesting new signing. Same with Christian Romero. Mm. Niall John does not exist. No. And I think we should be honest here about that to all our listeners who both know lots about football and some who don't know quite as much. We should be absolutely clear that a lot of these players simply do not exist. Ish. Do they just not have the right to... To actual football, is Maybe. this what this tournament's about? I think so. It doesn't sound real. I know. No, we've been quite, we've been jokingly we've been we have been quite dismissive of it last season, and it is going to be quite a big impact for mm. for other clubs. But it's funny for a team like Spurs, who, if you chart, I suppose where they are at this point from when they lost the Champions League final a few seasons ago, <laughs> yeah. it does seem like a, it, you know they're, they're hitting every branch on the way down Ooh. to a point. He should have made Harry Kane play. But what is they right? should have yeah. made him play. They should you have... miss out on training. This is what you get. But I think we You've said got this... some yards to catch up on, mate. <laughs> we said this on Wednesday. Like if they were winning, it should have been to think. Well, you know what? Get you, get your ten minutes. Go, go, no, it's the one around. concession. <laughs> it's the one concession in his entire career as an agent. Charlie Kane's been able to get for Harry. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. 
No, he's not going there. Yeah, he's yeah, not doing that. and he probably, you know, he, he Charlie Kane needs a win, and he probably saw that. And was like, don't worry, mate. I've, I've yeah. saw you. You won't have to play in European mm. competitions. Yeah, you've got a bonus. <laughs> Good news and bad news. Do I get paid for that? <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to Man City, but you're not going to Packers either. They've got it all to do in the second leg, though. I mean, do they? I mean, they they definitely have to play the second leg. I think they do. Okay, right. Yeah, they have. Then they absolutely have. Well, they want to respect uh, uh, Pacos, don't they? They, they? they don't have it all to do. They've got some of it to do because, right. with all due respect to Pacos, they weren't particularly good. I, I, I had the pleasure of finding a legal stream mm. to to watch this game, and um, there was clearly a point where Pacos realised that this wasn't the Spurs as they knew it, mm. and so kind of built a bit into the game but I think Spurs only had one shot on target as well and they were very very disjointed it was quite, you know, the most disappointing part of it for Spurs I know Nuno talked about the feel good factor and stuff like that um, was the fact that the central midfield pairing of Lo Celso and Winks you know those are by now senior players yeah. I, I thought actually that would be the key difference but it ended up you know obviously it's still quite early in, in those two players respective seasons but I, I think they should be able to overcome this <laughs> yeah you would think um, will St Johnson be able to uh, finish the job in Perth they got a good not a bad result away um, uh, to Lask I mean yeah to, to a decent side Lask you know in terms of this sort of uh, standard and all that I, f- I feel like because because St Johnston had a season last year where they won both cups that's right isn't it so they got into you mm. know into the European the European conversation as a result of that mm-hmm. and because this has been going on for so long I really want to see them in some kind of a proper European competition yeah I think they consider themselves pretty hard done by that they drew Lask because Lask well, drew, and, and- Galatasaray. In the, exactly. In the, yeah. They've had a tough old draw because there are teams, as I've already said, in this conference league that simply do not exist. And if you play against them, you will win because they're not real teams. Yeah, yeah, that's the trouble. And I don't care if people say that sounds that sound snobby. I support Portsmouth. Mm. I know all about I know all about snobbiness in football. You turned this competition down, wouldn't you? I think. I mean, having. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve ninety nine. All I'm saying is. All I'm saying is that. Premier Sports have massively overestimated how much I'm willing to pay twelve ninety nine a month by serving me up Conference League as a drawing. What would what would you rather um, to watch all the Europa Conference League matches for free, you know, in the, in yeah. the, the coming season, or be given all those third Puma kits? For free for all the teams like Fenerbahce and yeah. Milan and, and Man City. I like seeing the other teams wearing those kids. I think it's, <laughs> it's funny they've got to wear them. I, I think also I'm a typical football fan as far as if there was no other football on, I'd be lapping this up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When football got um, postponed because of COVID, mm. I'd be all over this. Yeah, and now I've, I've now I've got such a you know a plethora of options. I'm dismissing it. You pleased that uh, Jose Mourinho got a win for Roma? I was. I wish there were more. I, I wish there were more fireworks. To be honest, because his pre-season promised a lot. Didn't well, it? I mean, already though, Vish, Pedro's has has left Roma and he's joined Lazio, the first transfer between those rivals in forty years. It's not taken Jose long, is it? To kind of, like, <laughs> you're putting that on him. What? No, I said, <laughs> I said, just get me anywhere. I don't care. Yeah, I'll join them. Yeah, I will. Uh, yeah, I'll take all the stick. Yeah, it's like being, being I mean. under a medieval siege in a castle <laughs> with. 50,000 enemy troops around you and if Jose Mourinho go, I'll take my chances. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go I'll go at night. They hopefully won't see me. Do you think, do you, do you equate it to, um, you know, in Die Hard with Vengeance when yeah. um, he has to wear that sign in yes. in Harlem? Oh, yeah. Do you, do you think Pedro's like, I'll do it, fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll walk through, yeah, no problem at all. If it gets me further away from here, I will do it. <laughs> Indeed. Jose's going to do that. Well, I'll be joining up with uh, Maurizio Sarri.
a yeah, different, a different type of gentleman to Joseph. Presumably, he's checked that before he moved. Okay, Presumably, he did. He did. It was quite easy to find his way. He just followed the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. But is that the, the Vatican? It's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hansel and Gretel, but with fag butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So yes, brilliant. Well done, Jose. Has he been chewing them? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. There we are. Uh, but yeah, the, the Premier League this weekend: Wolves against Spurs. Nuno back at his old stomping ground. Uh, the word is that Charlie Kane is taking a back seat yeah. in negotiations with Daniel Levy. Now, um, is that good news all round, Vish? I I didn't know that children were allowed to sit in the front seat. <laughs> I thought there was an age limit. You have um, a booster seat, don't you? Yeah, but that's for the driver. <laughs> uh-huh. um, well, it seems to be that's been corrected now because he's maybe he's just in the boot now. I mean, is, it, is this Shouldn't not... Shouldn't he even be in the car? I say no. Th- this, is, this is a great example of, I suppose, the rights and... I wouldn't call it rights and wrongs, but I suppose, like, Harry Kane having his brother playing such a big part in his career is a bit of a throwback, really. And it probably speaks of Harry Kane's naive, but not necessarily to me to be criticised, his view of Mm -hmm. the landscape of of elite level football, whereby he thought, because my intentions are good, because Mm -hmm. I want to be a Spurs player, I want to win stuff with Spurs, having my brother who maybe has no such expertise in in this field, which, as we know from some of the major players Mm -hmm. in, in football agency, it's quite a treacherous world to be in Mm -hmm. where you shouldn't really trust anyone. And if you're going to have an agreement, get it in writing Mm. like Jack Grealish did with Aston Villa and not a gentleman's agreement with, with, with all due respect, someone who is a clown in, in Charlie Kane. Not even the best Kane. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) But the, um, and so like on one side of it, um, I've realised we're diverging a bit here, but on one side of it, I do feel a bit sorry for Harry Kane that he's in this situation, but he should have just been smarter about it. And so the, the finally that Charlie Kane is in the backseat, fine, but I feel like a lot of the damage has already been done that would have been avoided mm-hmm. if you had a professional in no, but, that but it, position. We, we often, you're right. We often moan into the, the mean Areolas and the, the, the Mendezes and all these kind of agents who go, oh, bloody, they hold clubs to ransom. They do this, that, and the other, et cetera, et cetera. And then we think, oh, Paul Skell's never had an agent. Wasn't that sort of almost lovely, if you mm. see what I mean, when you think about it? Now, obviously, he didn't move and he had no intentions of moving anywhere. So we, we say all this, but then... As you say, let's give the Canes the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, well, they were a bit naive and they tried to be a little bit more, um, I don't know, old-fashioned, for want of a better term, about this. And then it happens and it seems to have sort of blown up in their faces and be going, well, you bunch of idiots, you should have got some shark like some of the other agents out there. Well, the, the fact that you can mention Skulls as an example is because he's an exception. Mm. Because and the, and the game has moved on an awful lot since then anyway, but even then it was rare, right? It was a, it was a point of conversation of note because it was so rare mm. and, and so almost so quaint, I agree. Marcus, it is quite quite nice in retrospect. I think it's probably quite nice at the time. He, he never wanted to leave. He's a certain type of character. And had an and, enormous amount of respect at the club as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think the very idea that in modern football that the best person able to represent Harry Kane's interests is his brother is a, is a joke. And it should be seen as such. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is a situation where you're talking about millions and millions of pounds, a, a short career, one of the most famous athletes in the world, and his brother is representing him. I think it's an embarrassment. I think it's, it shames the decision-making of Harry Kane and it shames the decision-making of the, of the brother that they think they can do this. Mm. It's, it's, not, um, it's, it's arrogant, actually, to, to think that you are the best person to, re- to represent your brother's career. Because the reason I'm saying that is because if Harry Kane was to get was to be represented by a proper management company at the very top, commensurate with his skills, it doesn't mean his brother can't still advise him. It doesn't mean his brother can't still be on the phone. Yeah. He's his brother. He can speak to him any time. 
I feel I feel a little bit sorry for Charlie Kane because he's obviously in his brother's shadow and that's, I imagine, quite a difficult place to be. He's got an office. He's got, he dresses up in his suit. His only client is his brother. I mean, I don't know why he's dressing up in a suit. There's no, who, who, who's he trying yeah, to look impress? look at Mina Riola. He just wears T-shirt and jeans. But, but the reason, yeah, exactly. But the reason Riola and Mendes and these people you've listed get this reputation is for a completely different reason. They, the, the, the accusations leveled at people like them are, well, they're not actually representing their clients best, they're representing themselves best and they mm. do whatever's best for them. Now, that's a completely fair criticism, I think, but ultimately, a lot of the stick they'll get is because they're trying to do something for their player mm -hmm. and it's not um, commensurate with what the club want. Mm. So there's, there's a bit of a, a conflict of interest, or not, it's a bit of a disagreement. So well, sometimes so, so. We, we, we downplay the tension between club and player because, again, we, we think of it as almost like us playing Saturday morning or Sunday mm. morning football, you know, kind of thing, or the team is bigger than the player, mm. blah, blah, blah. Totally different to professional football. There is that tension. There's that, that, that but, give but and take. The other thing that's not been mentioned enough, I don't think, mm. is that not only has Charlie Kane clearly not got the skills to do this job, he's actually got absolutely no leverage either. Because yeah, because yes. Because if mm. you are George Mendes and you go in representing one of your players... The people who you're who you're negotiating with know how many other players you represent, yeah. and they're going, "Well, hang on a minute. If we don't give a bit here, and we want that player in two years' time, we're not going to get them." Mm. So there's a, there's no leverage involved with Charlie Kane because he's got no other well, client. Do, is there another Kane? Do we know? <laughs> Maybe they need to find one. They need to find one. I mean, if he's in the shadows, he should probably stay there, given what yeah. we've seen of the other Kane. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree, though. It is disgusting that he wears a suit, though. No, but I'm, 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 if you go to work on your own, why are you wearing a suit? He likes it. Yeah, fine. Fair enough. Do you think any of his... Because we've all seen the, the pictures of his desk where he's... Yeah. You know, he's clearly watched one episode of Mad Men and thought, well, I'll get a full, full yeah. load of this. Yeah. Do you think he's like comms phone? Do you think that's linked to anyone? Maybe. Do you think if he presses a few numbers, you like a cow will moo at him and stuff like that? <laughs> It does seem like he was. But, you but know, I've, 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 got a, I've got a younger, more attractive, more successful brother. I know that Harry Kane hasn't. <laughs> I, you know, I, I can. No, I'm saying I'm the Charlie Kane version of mm. this. Oh, uh, the Hunteraja family. Um, so you know, I, I Get remember. On that, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every, every, everyone who's had a brother's had to do that. You've had to invite your friends to your younger brother's party because he wouldn't necessarily fill out a room for photos. We've all been there. Mm. Um, I haven't got a brother, so I can't, I can't help you with that. <laughs> but the um, you know the point you make about um, I suppose like the, the mini Riolas and and how they have this they have a stable of people. The other thing that does though, it gets them better at negotiating. I yeah. think one of the things you see at the levels below the um, you know the top tier agents is that they they build up their base. They get used to working with different clubs. Therefore, they have different conversations and they know the lay of the land. I think the issue with that Charlie Kane's had and with the Kane team, quote-unquote, is the fact that every time they seem to say something or release something, it makes things worse. Mm. There is great value in shutting the fuck up, mm -hmm. as, you know, maybe I should take some of that advice. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> but, not on the show. No, not on the broadcast. But there's also a sense that, like, you kind of understand how, how things work. And evidently, it's the first time they've ever really pushed for a transfer, and they mm. don't know how it works. They yeah. shouldn't have gone public in the first place. Yeah. And the there are ways of and, doing and, it. And the bedrock to all this, Vish, by the way, is the fact that Kane such, such, signed such a long contract. Yeah. Which and, is and, a stupid thing to do. Yes, and exactly. presumably a decision that was made by the Kane camp that Levy and Spurs are rubbing their hands together with. Yeah. Because they go, well, actually, we want to keep him. We know how much it costs to pay a player of that quality anyway. And if, if we get him on a longer contract, it's going to be much harder for him to extricate himself from the club. 
all Charlie Kane presumably has said is, by the way, Harry, great news, we've got you signed up for however many years, and Harry Kane has signed it. Mm. It was a crazy thing to do at the time, particularly when you say, I mean, you mentioned Grealish earlier, Grealish got a sensible clause put in his contract. He said, I don't want to, for his agent, he said, I don't want to leave Villa, but if a Champions League club comes in for me, I want to have the permission mm. to go. And Villa said, okay, well, in, as a compromise then, we'll put a 100 million clause in. Yeah. We don't think anyone will pay it. If they do, fair enough. Everybody knows where they stand in that. Harry Kane's got no clause, apparently. Yeah, well, exactly. But everyone knows where they stand because Grealish clearly... He's got an looked... idiot brother clause. Yeah, That's it. Exactly. But um, I mean, Nuno, back at, his old, uh, back at his old club, Luke, do you think he's going to tear them apart? He knows what's going on there and he thinks, ha ha, I'll have you. Or will Bruno Large be not having any of it? Well, I think, I think that we should remember that um, when Spurs played against City, who they've got a good record against at home, mm-hmm. particularly given how good City have been in recent years, they looked strong they look together they yeah. looked well coached they, they know what they're doing and um, if they can maintain look, last night they've played away from home in the European game where they've been very disjointed and, and I think everyone I, I don't think that. he can go much no I, I agree so I think if they give if they turn out with the same energy and the same desire and the same commitment they've shown against City I think they'll win the game mm. um, I don't think the good thing about Nuno is he's kind of a very traditional European coach by which I mean I don't think he I, I, based on what I've seen him say and based on how I've seen him respond to questions I don't think he generally cares that much about the Kane thing mm-hmm. I think he'd be like right well Kane would be great to have him and obviously if we have him he's one of the world's best players but he a player, a, a coach of Nuno's experience is used to just coaching the squad he's got right mm-hmm. he's used to working under director football he's used to players moving on other players coming in of course this is a big one but you know one of the biggest but I, and my evidence for me thinking that Nuno is like that is how they performed against City. Mm. It could have been a massive distraction. Mm. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere uh, on that uh, Sunday afternoon, um, Arsenal are playing Chelsea, Vish, uh, in front of a full stadium at the Emirates, of course. Romelu Lukaku could make his first appearance, which I think we'll all be excited to see. He said he's intrigued to play under Thomas Tuchel and said in his first press conference that I'm here for life. Yeah. I, I mean, that's Charlie Kane Charlie Kane, do your contract? You've got your 50-year contract. <laughs> yeah, the club will very much decide that. But he, yeah. he does seem, Lukaku, there does seem this sort of destiny about all this, doesn't there? Yeah. I've never, there are very few transfers that I can think of. In fact, I don't think I can think of any where a player has gone back to his club. Maybe slight shades of Cesc Fabregas, but that seemed to be slightly different when he went back to Barcelona. But this, like, Lukaku's really embraced that and he's really talked up it. As if that he was desperate to get back at Chelsea, to Chelsea at some point, which is interesting considering he played for Manchester United, um, or Everton, Manchester United, and, and Inter in between times. When he signed for Chelsea uh, a couple of weeks ago, and elect, or you know, when it was basically being ratified, and it was yeah. as official as it was before yeah. him, and elect uh, calling him a traitor, were they? <laughs> well, no. So and elect released a video on, I think they did it on Twitter as well, but I saw it on Instagram where there was a the, they had a tour of Stamford Bridge when Lukaku was a kid. I think Anderlecht took a, an age group team yep. to, on, a, on an English tour and they had a tour of Stamford Bridge. Mm. And there was like uh, footage of all the players just like, you know, really in awe of it. And there's one part of the video where one of the coaches or maybe one of the tour guys has to come back and tell Lukaku that they're moving on. Mm-hmm. And he's just like staring out at, St- at Stamford Bridge at the pitch. Yeah. And he, he basically says, one day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play here. Mm. Oh, really? Is, that, is he, that true? Yeah, he was like, huh. he, he yeah. was like, what are you doing? He's like, You're, are you dreaming? He's like, no, no, it's not a dream. One day I'm going to play here. Mm. Right. So obviously he gets the move mm-hmm. first time. It doesn't quite work out. His and, story is very interesting. Yeah, and now he's back. And he, trying he, to provide for his mother and all that kind 100%, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. I'd yeah. also say it's another example and it's very similar to the phenomena of um, Thierry Henry at Arsenal and the way that... So, Yanis Atatokounmpo, who is this um, Greek uh, 
basketball player who just won the NBA with the Milwaukee Bucks. He got a thank you message from Thierry Henry. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no nationality um, similarity there. Mm -hmm. They're obviously playing different sports. Giannis is into football. But he, like, is weeping as he gets this message from Thierry Henry. Now, Didier Drogba for Chelsea has had exactly the same impact to, I suppose, generally black footballers and Lukaku being one of them, obviously with the position sense as well. And I think there was a little bit of crossover in their time, perhaps, or certainly Drogba was was a... An, imp- an influence on getting Lukaku to sign that first mm. time. And I think, look, that's that's part of it as well. Mm. Lukaku clearly wants <clears> to be that Drogba figure who did brilliant things at Chelsea, didn't work out the first time. And a lot of players carry that kind of regret, you know, right to the end of their career. Now he's got a chance here to to rectify that, doesn't he? And, he, and he's got a, you know, he's, he's returning as the player he wanted to become at Chelsea. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like he's returning yes. as, as the totem yeah. for their forward line. And so that, that's got to be pretty cool. And, and probably you know, um, sheds that sense of mm-hmm. pressure to a point because it's like, fuck, I've never thought this would happen again. On uh, Wednesday this week, uh, while uh, Chelsea, they had a, an open trading session of parading the Champions League trophy, da, 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 a fan uh, was, was what was it, sort of given the microphone, you know, have you got a message for the player? Oh, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I think I think the, the person giving the tour was like doing a and a Oh, that's with, right, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone just on the, you know, on, on the microphone boomed around the PS system and was like, get Timo Werner out the club. I was like, you know, I, I, I think that's piss poor. Yeah. Who, really that, piss who could have seen that coming from a Chelsea fan? <laughs> oh, come on. Well, I'm just saying. Oh, come on. Go, you, you, I'm saying it, you're thinking it. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking that particularly. What were you thinking? I was thinking that that shows the entitlement of the youth of today. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how old he was. I don't know anything about him. Well, no, no, I, th- I think he spoke of two things. I, th- I think he spoke of it's like. It's piss poor. It, yeah, it, 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 it really is. It I know that, there are plenty of reasonable Chelsea fans. Timo Werner's a Champions League winner, and I know maybe he's proficiency in front of goal might be lacking a bit but come on it's someone who wanted to go viral basically they well, would have been filming it themselves and it was quite interesting it was quite interesting that um, there was there was some gasps as well and then one woman really took exception to him and was like no no that's out of order that's out of order mm. and apparently I think she even filmed it when he was leaving the ground the, the guy who, who made oh, the yeah, comment yeah. yeah so it was I think um, I think it says much more received. about him than it does about Timo Werner yeah and uh, he's embarrassed himself there rather than embarrassing the player he is um, and uh, can I just Weigh in quick on the on the Lukaku thing because I just wanted to make a point. I think mm-hmm. I haven't seen mentioned anywhere else, which is that he looks really lean. Have you seen how yeah, lean he yeah. looks? Yeah. Like, and and obviously he had no real problem scoring goals before anyway. Um, I, I've got a feeling he's going to um, he's going to take the Premier League by storm this season. Yeah. And I've also got a feeling that this could be a very very difficult afternoon for Mikel Arteta if Chelsea play the way they're capable of. Yeah. And Lukaku does um, make his first appearance. I I think. It could be very uncomfortable. Mikel Arteta, what about the Arsenal centre halves? Yeah, oh, Ben I mean, White. I mean, feel for them. But yeah. you're right, though. The determination that Lukaku has when he when he talks about it, when he, that interview talks about his upbringing, and so on. And again, sometimes I've been critical in the past of players saying, "I want to win the Ballon d'Or this year," and I think no, win trophies with your team and win. But actually, I've sort of changed my mind on that because. I think if it, obviously if they do win the Ballon d'Or, it probably means that they've played well and their team has benefited. Yeah, I don't from think that. you get relegated and win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. And I think when a player does have that determination and focus and so on, it's an obvious cliched thing to say. But I think we might be surprised that sometimes with footballers, you know, it is their job. They're going through the seasons, going through the motions, what's happening at the club and so on. Mm. There seems to be a real determination and a real sort of, uh, I don't know, winning mentality, you know, to, to use other cliches with Lukaku, which I, I think could be quite something uh, for Chelsea this season. 
Um, we should mention that in terms of his weight loss, I think it's about a stone and a half that he had, right. that he did lose at Inter. And a lot of that was down to the fact that when he was at Manchester United, he had an undiagnosed dietary tract issue. Right. Mm. Uh, and it was only when he left that he addressed that and he basically changed his diet. So I think there's talk of like he had a more Mediterranean diet, but he was certainly a bit more watchful of some of the things he was eating because they were causing issues in the past that he wasn't aware of. Yeah, I, I saw pictures alongside it before and after. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, It was yeah. incredible to me that um, he had that much to lose in the first place, to mm. be honest. Mm. But then that's me saying that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all of us saying it. What well, is this diet he was on, by the way? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we can, uh, with, we, we can certainly say good luck to Arsenal. Yeah, uh, I think they're probably going to need <laughs> it. Because they're going to need it. All right, everybody. If you want more uh, chat, of course, uh, we mentioned Serie A a couple of times there about Italian football, then head over to Football Ramble Presents and catch yesterday's On the Continent. Dot and Andy were joined by Nicky Bandini for a bumper Serie A preview. Get involved. Now, time for a quick break. Carl, welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. It's time for emails. When he says Luke Moore is kind of sore, where does it hurt, Luke? Yeah, everywhere. Where, where do we yeah. put the cream? Yeah, Tommy Cooper, it hurts here, here, and here. You got a broken finger. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the one, the one to do worse out of that is Andy Brassel, who I is know, probably yeah. out, of, out of the eight on air people here. He is the least asshole of all of us. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I'll so take that one. Maybe um, he needs to think a bit more about. <laughs> Even Fish is taking that grenade. Maybe he needs to think a bit more about his output. That's the, impre- <laughs> that's the impression he's clearly given to the listeners. <laughs> Sorry, Bish, go ahead. Stop talking about European things. Um, <laughs> I have an email here from Dave Speed. Just a thought, this is relating to the chat we had on Wednesday about Nagelsmann. Um, just a thought about Nagelsmann saying that the Super Cup wasn't enough because he had hamster teeth. I immediately thought he meant his teeth were continually growing <laughs> and he'd need to keep chewing on trophies to keep them in check. I actually also thought that. Yeah, no, well. that, I like think his that's teeth what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. quite sweet. Um, yeah. In hindsight, it doesn't make a whole lot more sense than what the team came up with on Wednesday. But these are things that occur, occur as I run laps of the camp in the Saudi desert at four in the morning. I guess yeah, it's too hot to do it any later. Yeah, well, yeah, fair yeah. dues, yeah. Amazing. Uh, he says that like it's the most natural thing in the world, just running camps, <laughs> running laps of the camp in the Saudi desert. Sounds like a euphemism. Yeah, leave me out of that. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> drop, drop me out. Thanks very much for that, Dave. Uh, Ian's also been in touch, Sam, regarding the Italian stadium water park discussion. Ah, um, which was fantastic earlier in the week. Stateside, we have a health, we have the healthiest way to watch a match, says Ian. The south end of Providence Park in Portland, Oregon, home of the Timbers and the Thorns, mm. connects to a prestigious fitness and athletic club. The athletic club had no intention of selling their property when the stadium was being renovated for football, so the members of the club ride stationary bikes throughout the game and even have their own seating section. 
Um, the Athletic Club has a deal with the club, but the stadium's capacity of 25,218. Uh, the giant athletic building and sweaty old men working out is a bit of an eyesore. Personally, says Ian, this is a lovely final sentence. Personally, I'd rather go and watch a match and drink a thousand calories than burn them. <laughs> uh, cheers. Good man. <laughs> Show at footballramble.com. We're yeah. on Twitter as well, at Football Ramble. This Saturday afternoon sees Aston Villa take on Newcastle United. Now, mentioned it at the start, Steve Bruce took live calls from fans on BBC Radio Newcastle last night. Almost like he took the decision specifically for us. <laughs> the boys at the Ramble will love it, so I'll do it. Is that a hornet's nest? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I, I, part of me thinks... Well, that's my nose. <laughs> Unbelievable. Is it is it is it brave or is it stupid? Is it a combo of both? Fish? He's gone. He's, he's, gone. he's away. Yeah. He did front up though as, as supporters uh, questioned his brand of football. Um, I'm really tall on this because I, 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 I know, know what you Steve, mean. Steve Bruce to be a lovely fella, and he's been for a lot. Yeah, but he doesn't help himself. The thing is, no, I agree. But see, I think, I think there's a just a touch. Just a touch of the Kevin Keegan. Yeah, about well, they're him. all vying for the crown. Fizzer. No, see, I'm not having Fizzer. Yeah, I'm not putting Fizzer in there. Yeah, no. why? Because he didn't achieve anything in his career. He Pete, won loads of trophies. Pete gets quite angry when you put Fizzer in the same bracket as Keegan. But Pete doesn't like Bruce. He thinks he's like arrogant. And he's a bit sort of yeah. bit of a nasty. There's maybe a nasty. I have a bit like. I, I think, think. I think there is um, being as diplomatic. He's not perfect. Being as diplomatic as possible. I think there are elements to what Steve Bruce is doing at Newcastle mm-hmm. that warrant scrutiny, more scrutiny than has been given publicly I'd say do you feel like Luke and I have just been been sucked in by his uh, no no not necessarily because he is all those things I think there's you know some things about like how certain players have um, signed new deals and not got a look in that um, Mm. does it warrant further scrutiny yeah yeah well well, he got scrutinised last night on the radio Um, just did the quote one fan (laughs) um, one fan accused him of being too downbeat before matches to which he to which he responded point taken I will try and address that that's quite sweet yeah that's quite sweet absolutely but that's not the quote I'm talking about (laughs) let's get a few through a few of these one asked hand on heart Steve do you think Joel Linton is ever going to make it I mean, that is so harsh, isn't it, on poor old Joel Linton? Um, he apparently replied, well, he's only young. He's not long been 24. He had his 25th birthday the other week. <laughs> it's not the attention the detail you want from a manager. Surely he's been 24 as long as possible. That's a, that's a great Kevin Keegan quote. <laughs> yeah. that is, that, if you told me Kevin Keegan did that, I'd, I'd believe you. <laughs> so he's, he's staking his claim. He's staking his claim. Well, yeah. he's in the right place to do that. Yeah. All he needs to do is finish second. Um, asked about <laughs> the uh, the club's progress when compared to the likes of West Ham, he said, who knows, it might be our year to go and finish better than we were last season. <laughs> That's not being your year, is it? <laughs> That's not, oh, even pretty well, it was our year, wasn't that, it? So you finished that. 18th <laughs> instead of 19th. In 20 years' time, that was our year, wasn't it? 2021, <laughs> yeah. 2022, what happened? We did marginally better than we did the year before. It was our year, boys. <laughs> Finished 12th. Waking, uh, up, waking up in the morning and then managing to get to the end of the day when you fall asleep and just before you shut your eyes, been like, well, I got through it alive, didn't I? It's my day. <laughs> yeah, Every I'm dog still has here. his day. Yeah. Uh, for me, the big takeaway, though, is he confirmed that he doesn't watch Love Island. Uh, and when asked if he'd go on any reality show, he said, I've never cooked anything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> He's not seen Love Island, has he? <laughs> What do you think it is? Do you think it's MasterChef? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, the red peppers are getting with the green tomatoes. Do you imagine him going on MasterChef thinking he's on Love Island and he's having a trunks on? No, Steve. It's not the right show. What was he doing when he remember Free Brucey? Why are you Brucey? not wearing his shirt? It's open flames here. Remember he did the Free Brucey when he was jumping into the wall? Yeah. 
That's a bit Love Island-esque, that, isn't it? That was your favourite thing to ever happen on the internet. Quite possibly. We went through a phase, <laughs> I think, and it extended to months, mm. where we would sit out here <laughs> and you would just be laughing like you are now and just showing a picture of Steve Bruce diving into the water from a boat. Yeah. And then there was a picture of him with his little head sticking out of the water that you liked as well when he was swimming. <laughs> no, it was a kid. He's jumping over the little kid. Oh, in that's the water. Right, that's yeah, why that's it's right. like free, free Willy. Willy. Yeah. yeah, free Brucey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't even know who they're playing <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> who are they playing? Aston Villa away. They're playing BBC Radio Newcastle. <laughs> well, sounds a bit, they've got them on the ropes. They're yeah. playing Aston Villa. They are play- oh, by the way, before Oi, now come on. This is joining the two together. A damning headline in today's newspapers said this, Inter Miami are confident of beating Newcastle to the signing of Brazilian star Evander. Yeah. I mean... Tug of war between... So it looks like the 23-year-old Michelin midfielder has a choice between Brucey and Fizzer. Who are you going for, Vish? It's, not, it's a push of war, isn't it? He's <laughs> <laughs> probably going for the weather. Yeah. He's probably just going, Do you know what? This, <laughs> these are the only two teams that want me. Yeah, well, <laughs> we know Bruce has got a job for life. Fizzer probably won't be there that long. <laughs> imagine imagine Fizzer might not be there when I arrive. Imagine mm. having those two options, walking out of a meeting with one, into a meeting with the other, and then calling up your agent and being like, Charlie, is this it? <laughs> Literally just these two. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie, I think, I think you missed a page off the email because yeah. I've got to the bottom and it's yeah. just Inter Miami. We've and got when, you, when you said Inter, yeah. when you said Inter, you didn't specify. <laughs> Was that deliberate? When you yeah. said Premier League manager of a big <laughs> club, it's oh, for... Yeah. Also, yeah. also, Inter Miami appeared to be just a, a really elaborate way of David Beckham to post gym photos on his Instagram. Yeah. He's always in the gym in Inter Miami. Well, unless he's wearing a sleeveless Inter Miami top when he was the other day yeah. practicing free kicks at training. But he's always... He's always in the gym on his own. And I'm thinking, why are the other players not there? Because they're just watching him. Yeah, they're taking yeah. photos of him. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, get another one. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yes. But yeah, apparently Newcastle are playing with Aston Villa on the weekend. He's... You were disappointed on the opening day. Given all, all the chat about them pre-season. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand Grealish leaving is a big blow for them. But, I mean, Dean Smith said himself that we, there was an over-reliance on, on Jack Grealish. Mm. And that he wants to use that money to build a better squad. They've made signings. I'm not saying it's the same situation, but Marcus, you'll remember better than any cunt that um, Fulham did the same thing. Yeah, they they bought players, bought players, bought players, and it went wrong for them. It did go wrong for them. Yeah. Spurs did the same when they sold Bale. Exactly. Yeah. So could Villa be going along this kind of path? Well, I thought I, mean, I thought Danny Ings was a, was a, was a good signing, and Leon I, Bailey's a very good signing. But, yeah, it's exactly. not, but, but fellas, it's not the players I'm talking about. I'm talking about the massive amount of the players and then settling them in. Yeah, yeah sure. sure. Which is which is the I suppose what what I would use as the mitigating factor for that disappointing performance against Watford because by the end of it you did see like flashes of obviously Bailey but you can't start playing and... when you're 3-0 down that's, that's full no, them all over that's true oh, yeah. Yeah. under, uh, under I, I think I think this will be this will be an interesting game for those very reasons because I think it was interesting like the high of the Willock unveiling and then just the way they fell apart against West Ham for Newcastle United I think these two are um, both looking at this thinking like it's going to be a really good jumping off point for what they hope will be their, their season proper. Um, yeah. It's early days. More, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of more inclined to side with Villa on this. Yeah, okay. what against Newcastle? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Gentlemen, also on Saturday afternoon, it's Leeds versus Everton. Tasty one. You know, last weekend saw Everton win a league game after going into halftime behind for the first time since 2015. I love those really niche stats. Yeah, I mean, it is a niche stat on one hand, but on the other hand, it, it is show. also quite revealing. It is, yeah. Yeah, shows you the character um, of a side under Benitez. Speaking of also of um, of question and answer sessions with fans, James Rodriguez um, revealed on Twitch um, this week that he didn't know who Everton were playing this weekend. 
Yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me hugely. That... Doesn't look great for him, does it? No, it doesn't look great, but let's be honest, he's sort of been bombed out. Well, didn't bit. he, back in the last season, I think before Everson's last game of the season, he tweeted a photo of him on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> so if he had his phone on airplane mode, he wouldn't have got it. Was obviously. the caption just say, running a bit late? <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate result was that. Was really... where, where am I going again? Be there as soon as I can. <laughs> when Rubinho was playing for Man City, and they'd be playing on a Saturday afternoon, and on a Thursday evening, there'd be a picture of him in his shorts, sort of like the Copacabana or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, whatever it was. Like, he, was just... <laughs> he was on his way to the airport. Then. He was. Yeah. No, he's a throwback Thursday. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh... So what, what do you make of... Cause I do think this is an interesting game, chiefly mm-hmm. because we still want to see what effect Benitez can have on Everton. Mm-hmm. But also, Leeds were a little bit underwhelming in their opening game, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, well, wasn't, I... wasn't a fantastic... Um, <laughs> Fantastic they were turnout! Absolutely at Old torn apart. But that, that seems to happen. I mean, that happened the season before at Old Trafford mm-hmm. as well. I say a little bit underwhelming. Obviously, that was an attempt at a joke that kind of went awry. Um, they, they were shit. But um, but they, we we do see Leeds under Bielsa as a team who can adjust, who can get results, who can who can improve. Um, but Everton are also a new proposition as well, aren't they? Well, yeah, they missed Calvin Phillips, didn't they? Big time. Yeah, and he, oh, I, think, yeah. I think he's back this weekend. Yeah. So, so like, um, I think we've said this we said this throughout last season. But one of the things about Leeds is that if you can match them match their intensity and match how quickly they move the ball mm-hmm. then you end up getting quite a bit of joy out of them but to do that you need to have exceptional players and, and ex- exceptional midfield players and, and quick players up top which not a lot of teams have obviously Manchester United do have that and they executed that to great effect last week the other thing about Leeds or rather I suppose to start at Everton one of the things that Benitez will give to them is Benitez is a system manager and mm-hmm. for the last couple of seasons they've relied too much on the brilliance of individuals who sometimes they they you know they are brilliant yeah. together I think last year a lot of it was Lucas Digne and mm-hmm. Dominic Calvert-Lewin with the odd flash from James Rodriguez um, and I suppose we all know more about Everton going forward but one of the things Leeds United are in terms of opposition is that they're a great, great way of you know if there's a, a you know, a kink in, in someone's system, mm-hmm. they'll find it and exploit it because mm-hmm. of how, how quickly they move the ball and how relentless they are without the ball. Yeah. So it, it'd be a great acid test for um, Benitez. Again, you know, it feels too early in the season, especially for someone like Benitez and how he tends to work to maybe pick holes in it if it doesn't go their way. But certainly, whatever faith he has in the in the players that he's starting or who, who will start on the weekend and his plans for how he uses the broader squad, he'll find out a lot after this game. Yeah. Do you know what as well is that it'll be a full house at Ellen Road mm. and there'll be the fans will be back in the ground for the first time uh, since they've been promoted back into the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I just These little things like that I didn't think about. And of course, they waited for so many years. That's going to be quite something for those Leeds fans. And I think even just... Um, I didn't go to a game last weekend... Um, uh, all the games I watched last weekend were on TV and you could even feel through the TV how much of a yeah. the Brentford game was a great example yeah. of that uh, and I think Ellen Road will be the same um, I think a word for Richarlison as well because I mean I I, I, we, I don't think we I, I certainly personally didn't get a chance to talk about Benitez going to Everton um, when it happened I think what you said is absolutely spot on he's such a system manager that I think it could work really well for them with the resources they've got mm. and the players they have at his disposal the word I wanted to make uh, to say about Richardson is he was brilliant in the opening game against um, Southampton. Fantastic, probably man of the match. Um, last season, because I think the nature of how Everton was so inconsistent, his his goal scoring um, mm. contribution dropped off massively. I think he scored around half the amount of league goals as he'd done the season before. Mm. If he can get back up to speed again, of course, he scored in the opening day. 
Um, I think that he could be a real asset as well. I don't think it's just the other players you've mentioned making a contribution within that system. I think Richarlison will have a big say in it as well. Olympic gold medalist. Exactly. Yeah. He's got like over 30 caps for Brazil, which is no no mean feat. Not you know? at all. He's quite an underrated player, Richarlison, for his ability level yeah, in the I Premier agree. League. Um, anyway, it's time for Betways 4 to score. Um, entry to Betways 4 to score is free. Uh, each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betways 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand. You know it works by now, guys. Make sure, though, your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's do apply. Game one, uh, Marcus stepping up to the plate for Southampton versus Manchester United. I think I know where you're going to go with this because James Ward-Prowse just signed a new contract. He has. He's shown his ambition. He has. He signed a new contract mm-hmm. with Southampton um, in his comfort zone. Is he your pick? Uh, he is, and I am playing very <laughs> safely here. Bruno Fernandes. Nice. Well, you're the first man up. Yeah. You want to get something on the board. You know Absolutely. I mean? Play Fair with enough. the straight bat, eh? Bruno Fernandes is the first uh, pick. Game number two, Wolves v Spurs. Sunday at two o'clock as well. Uh, Vish, you're up. I'm going to go with Hart, with a bit of head involved as well, and, and go for Raul Jimenez. It'll be a lovely little story. That's He's nice. back playing again, and um, yeah, against his former manager. I, I would love have to a little see... bit of a That's nice. Playing, playing, playing the boundaries with that yeah, pick, Vish. Flick him off my legs. <laughs> I don't know what either of you are talking about. Um, but that would be a great story, wouldn't it? Yeah. For him and to step up. Uh-huh. Game number three. I don't know who chose Jim for this one. Uh, but I applaud it. But also acknowledge that it's cruel. Arsenal v Chelsea, Sunday 4.30. Jim's gone for the following. To be honest, uh, as much as it pains me to say it, I think Romelu Lukaku is going to be a handful for Arsenal at the moment um, when they're not quite up to speed yet. And I think he might have a lovely old time. So I'm going to go for Romelu Lukaku. Great stuff. Bold shout, because didn't Arsenal beat Chelsea twice last season? Home and away, so... I think we all know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, game number four is West Ham v Leicester on Monday night. Um, and because he scored in the opening game and did an impression, I would like Jamie <laughs> Vardy to do the same thing against mm-hmm. uh, against West Ham and maybe do some kind of Thor hammer celebration yeah, good one. Um, to, to acknowledge it. So I've gone for Jamie Vardy. So our four picks are Bruno Fernandes, Raul Jimenez, Romelu Lukaku and Jamie Vardy. Um, make sure if you want to play along, your selections are submitted before the first game. All you need to do is pick the first goal scorer in those four selected matches and there's £50,000 up for grabs. Further T's and C's apply. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. Okay, everyone. Get some fire in your belly. Get your head. Why are we still doing this? In the freezer. <laughs> Because it's time for this. It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. It is indeed time for Luke's game. Vish up against Marcus. Um, nice to have him back. Yeah, very much so. Vish, mm-hmm. you got your pen and paper, mate? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do I, um, Better get it out then, because otherwise you'll use it as an excuse. I love how much he, he really, really gets nervous about this game. He really like. It's know. just not fun. It just stopped being fun a while ago when you kept <laughs> when you kept beating me, and I couldn't play any of the rubbish ones. And then I played against Kate, and then you helmed it when I was with Pete, and you kept trying to give him the answers. <laughs> that was oh, bad. yeah, I remember that. that. <laughs> Oh, well, listen, here's hoping you can bounce back. Laptop closed, please. Uh, So I'm opening it so he doesn't see my answers. All right. Are you having that here? Not really, no. (laughs) It's on, it's it's locked. Yeah, if it stays like that, I can see. That's fine. Well, don't move it back then. (laughs) Why do you think I'm interested in your answers? Right, here we go. Vish, you're up first. 
Yeah, why not? You're playing first, my friend. <laughs> Get us off to a good start. Yeah. Uh, Marcus's mind games have started. They started about a week ago, let's be honest. Uh, the first players play for 10 clubs. I would say this, actually. Right, the algorithm, on. for those of you who love to play along at home, this is a particularly tough one today. The algorithm has thrown up some difficult, difficult players. I know. And we may not get a vintage performance from either. Yeah. Um, if... But as we know, a quick game is a good game here, fellas. So I need to push you. I will push you. And if I need to move you, and I will. And I'll make no apology for that. The first players play for 10 clubs in total. He's still currently playing. He is Scott Carson. Scott Carson. <laughs> ten yeah, ten I, I players agree. in total. Ten players, sorry, ten teams in total. What's your opening bid, please, Vish? Oh, um, Scott Carson. I'm very impressed by your fountain pen, but it's not going to help you now. Uh, well, opening bid, I'm going to go five. Marcus? I'd like to hear his five. So you want him to go five? Yeah. Okay, good stuff. Okay. Because that, that, that to me, there's just pitfalls everywhere with yeah. Scott Carson's career. Yeah, okay. So five clubs, please, Vish, one at a time for your opening point on the board. If you get any wrong, if you repeat, then Marcus, of course, gets the point. Oh, well, I haven't done this to myself. Um, <laughs> Derby County? That's correct. 158 league appearances. The, the fact you were really unsure about yeah, it. I was going to say. Like, <laughs> it's probably not good for the, <laughs> for the confidence. So that's one. I think Vish has got this. No, I don't think I have. Um, Manchester City. Still there, brother. Yeah. So he, you, has he played for them, has he? He has played for them once. Yeah, okay. he played, he, I, that was one of the ones I thought... Mm, he okay. was on loan before he signed permanently. He did right. feature. That's right. So he has. Leeds United. Start this career there. Well played, sir. That's three. Two more to go. <laughs> Just say the ones you got written down. Yeah, but t two of those are wrong. Um, <laughs> Liverpool? Very good. That's four. Here yeah. we go. Come on, Vish. No, this is where this is where I'm fucked. So I only have four. Um, I don't know why I guessed five. Um, it's uh, it's a. Going to push him. Just give me your answer, please. <laughs> I'm capable of running my own game. Ooh, right. uh, yeah. West Brom. Very good. Very well played. One point. So Leeds United is where he started. Then he went to Liverpool. Sheffield Wednesday on loan. Charlton Athletic on loan. Aston Villa on Charlton, loan. Charlton, yeah. West Brom, Bursaspor, Wigan, Derby, and then Manchester City. Do you know what? I'm glad. Because I had, I thought it was Trabs on Spore, Bursaspor. That's right. Yeah. Fair play to you, mate. Because I wasn't... He was, he's one of those ones where you think, oh, he played for there. They, oh, yeah. Did he make an appearance? Yeah. Good start. Yeah. Very strong start. A textbook um, invoked the Sunderland Clause player there. Yeah, would have been wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, here we go then. So the second players also play for 10 clubs. Oh, no. I okay. make no apology for this. I'm going to get done here. Uh, you're up first, Marcus. Mm -hmm. He retired in 2018. Mm. Alberto Aquilani. Oh, piss off. <laughs> Just piss off. It's the algorithm. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? Gordon Bennett. Alberto Aquilani. Three. That's, well, that's a good bid. That's a very, very good bid. Yeah, it's good if I know them. Yeah, well, you bid it. <laughs> four? You can go four, can you? I think so. Marcus, this is an amazing performance from you so far, Vish. Yeah, I'm impressed with this. I think Vish could, could whitewash me today. No chance. Um, uh, go on then, you do your four. Okay, so one at a time, please. Alberto Aquilani, four of his ten professional clubs. This would be very impressive. Roma. Correct. Liverpool. Correct. I think they're the two obvious ones. Yeah. Sevilla? Villarreal. One all. Right. I had AC Milan as well. Is that wrong as well? He didn't play for Villarreal either. Well, I'd have got um, it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roma's restarted. Bit yeah. of time on loan at Triestina. Liverpool. 
quite famously, Juventus, Juventus. Milan, Fiorentina, Sporting, Pescara, uh-huh. Sassuolo, and then Las Palmas in Spain. Oh, Las Palmas. That's where we're thinking because right. I had a Spanish club as well. There we go. There we so that's are. one all then. I've been let off the hook there. Ooh. Done all right there. I've been let off the hook. Because um, if you were guessed, you probably would have got one wrong. I would have got one wrong. Oh, yeah. There yeah. we go then. Yeah. Vish, you're up first this time. Six clubs in total. We still see them on our screens every single week. Some of us even enjoy it. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> uh, six clubs in total for Sean Dyche. Dyche. Sean oh, Dyche. Who's he played for? We all know who he manages, but who's he played for in his career? Career started in 1989 and finished in 2007. Very, very long career. Um, but he's only played for six clubs in that time. How many of them can you name Vish? Two. Marcus. Come on, three. I've got to go, go on the front foot at some point no. today. No? no? So, Marcus, you're three. I'm confident with... Yes, yeah, so I'm going for three. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, you said three. Let's hear him. I'm confident with one. Okay, go ahead. Chesterfield. Absolutely right. No, there's a few clubs <laughs> in my head now. <laughs> Was a centre back, six foot. Sean Dyche. I was um, surprised to hear he was six foot. Uh, th- these are I don't know where. These... Yeah, but you're one of those people. Everyone you hate, you think is small. Yeah, <laughs> you're a yeah. bit of a heightist. I think. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know where I've got these clubs from, but let's have a go. Um, Swansea City. I can see why you would have guessed that, uh... but I'm afraid it's wrong. <laughs> Reading was another one. Any more? I had Sheffield Wednesday and Burnley. Uh... Okay. <laughs> if this game was to name all the clubs they hadn't played yeah, for, we would have done quite okay. well. Um, he started at Nottingham Forest, but he didn't feature for them. Okay. It doesn't count. Chesterfield, yeah. as you said, Marcus. Bristol City, uh-huh. Luton Town, right. Millwall, Watford, and Northampton Town. Mm-hmm. So that's a point to Vish. 2-1. Two, one. So two, uh, you're one right. up with two to play. Match point, Vishy. And Marcus, you get to go first this time. This oh. player's played for 11 clubs in total. Oh, and sakes. he retired in 2013. Um, he is Francis Jeffers. Oh, bloody Francis Nora. Jeffers. Bloody Nora. Yeah. Striker. Yeah. Well, someone said the ultimate fox in the box. Um, but if he was a fox, he'd be fucking starving. <laughs> <laughs> 11 clubs in total. Oh, Gordon Bennett. How many of those can you name? Three. Okay. Vish, do I get four or more from you? Yeah, I've got to do four. There's right. nothing to stop you bidding more than four if you want to. It's an auction. You can bid as high as you want. God, no, 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 no. Four? I, I think I can do four. Marcus, yeah. do I get five from you? No, I want to see if Vish can take it home with four. So Vish, if I you name... It's just that plan, you think... Argh. Yeah, it's not easy, this one. If you name four correctly, you win. Okay, so it's all to play for. Um, you're one up with two to play. Please tell me now, in order, one at a time, four of the 11 clubs played for by Francis Jeffers. Everton? That's correct. Start this career there. That's one. Arsenal. Yep. Move there famously. That's two. I think we all had those. Everyone's got them. Rangers. Very good. Oh, That's well three. played. Oh, here we go, Vish, for the win. One more. Don't choke. Yeah, I mean, this is what I mean. I only had three, and I assume those were the three that you had. Uh, that wasn't the three I had, actually. Doesn't matter now. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure of the third. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Um, Need one more for you, mate, for your win. Yeah, great to see you back on the horse. It I would think be, the yeah. listeners would agree. And if we get your confidence up again, you wouldn't enter the Luke's game arena with, with such Hull a... Hull City? He says Hull City oh, for the win. Oh, it could be. Hull City for the win. If he's right, he's got a win under his belt. First of the new season. But it's not. Charlton Marcus, Ath- it's Charlton too Athletic. Um, Everton, Arsenal. Back to Everton on loan. Charlton. Yeah, that, Rangers, they were the three I had. Rangers, Blackburn, Ipswich Town, Sheffield Wednesday. Newcastle Jets, Motherwell. 
Newcastle Jets again, Floriana, and then ended his career at Accrington. Stanley Vish, you get to go first this time. It's still in your hands. Two all. It's a decider. Here we go. We love a decider on this game. It's gone down to the last um, frame and the last black. It's five clubs in total. Okay, Vish. Five clubs. And you get to bid first. Uh, he retired in 2018. A very, very famous, illustrious European player. Five clubs. Five general. clubs five in total. Sorry, yep. No worries. Uh, Vish, you get to bid first. It's Thiago Motta. Thiago Motta. I can't say anything more about him in case I give anything away, but I will say to this, he's a, he's a midfield player and he retired in 2018. His career started in 1999. Five clubs, how many can you name? I'm going to go with three. Okay, so Marcus, when it's a someone bidding first on a deciding player mm. and there's such a small amount of clubs, yeah. three's tough. I know it is. I think you've, I, realistically, I don't think you can afford to not go four. I've got to go four. Vish. He now has to name all five. Yeah. No, take, uh, take your four. Oh, this could I be a great I, comeback. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, this could be a great comeback. So, Marcus, You're very good with these kind of players. I'm not, though, yeah, with this particular player. Tiago Motta, four yeah. of his five clubs for the win to yeah. get yourself off to a good start this season. Um, go ahead, please, one at a time. Inter. That's correct. PSG. End of this career there, also correct. Ah, I'm hazy now. Did you, did you have three honest answers there? Yeah. yeah. All right, fair play. Barcelona yes now you're one away you are one away from glory what it's so think? annoying because there were so many clubs who were in for him and there were so many messing around Did it, were those the three those are three you had you can tell no. me stop stalling no. Juventus oh miss balls who yes, was it then indeed Barcelona, yeah. Inter and PSG, as you said, the yeah. other two clubs. If you'd named one of them, you'd have been winning, uh, winning yourself, Marcus. <laughs> Atletico Madrid oh. or Genoa? You had Atletico Madrid, didn't you? No, I had those three. I just wanted to fuck with your head. It doesn't matter now. The oh, I see you win. had those three. Yeah, yeah. Vish, well played, sir. You must be delighted. That's your own That's gold right, medal. Yeah. No, it's nice. Because you've <laughs> had to come downplayed back. it. He's absolutely delighted. He's had to come back for some depth you have, haven't you? Yeah. You've been, you've been beaten by some, some names in the past. Mm. And uh, now you're back. <laughs> no, just one name over and over again. <laughs> yeah, now you're back. Brassel. You are back, baby. Yeah. Good My stuff. goodness. It's all what right, a, isn't it? Yeah. What a game to finish the week, mm. eh? Mm. 3 2 to Vish. Well played, sir. You have a good weekend, by the way. Yeah, I will have an excellent weekend. <laughs> Not as good as you, though. Look after yourself. Thanks very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway, everybody. If you want to um, chat whenever, just give me a call. I, <laughs> you never answer them. Uh, <laughs> it's always got a foreign dialing tone. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we're back on Monday to talk about those footballs on the weekend. Thank you very much. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Vitushin. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> See you soon. Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. He's absolutely <laughs> delighted. Come on, boys. Oh. You know what? With, for Jeffers, I kept thinking orange. Orange? Like an orange shirt. I was Blackpool. like, it wasn't wolves, but it's Motherwell. Motherwell.